Summer dress play a pop song Singing to that highway song Got a little night smile That kind of drives you wild Nothing like playing with fire it Brings boy to life Be with a fuse in life Be good, you're dynamite You made my day When you walked into town Beside me, whispered with your eyes Let's go following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. 20 in the morning for this June the 7th, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself $20 on your first purchase. Thank you for making us part of your morning each and every morning here on YouTube Live. And remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network and BellyUpSports.com. Go to BellyUpSports.com and check out all the great articles and other podcasts that are at BellyUpSports.com. Com. Today, I am joined by Brian German Arrow, hockey writer for BellyUpSports.com. How are you doing today, Brian? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. You're out in the neck of the woods now. That's got some smoke and everything coming down from uh, your neighborly neighbors to the uh, to the north. House things out there uh, in the in east in the eastern United States. Uh, it's not as bad as it could be, but it's definitely weird, weird when you walk outside and you just smell like a campfire. So a little unsettling, but we're getting through it. There's nothing you can't, can't do. You not much. You stay inside, listen to some podcasts, watch some sports, and everything else. Uh, Brian, you wrote a great article on the breakdown of the Flyers' three-way trade uh, with the LA Kings and the Columbus Blue Jackets for BillyUpSports.com today. Uh, does this uh, trade by Danny Briere, new GM of the Philadelphia Flyers, does this put notice to Flyers fans that it's going to get a lot worse and it gets better? It definitely isn't going to get a lot worse before it gets better. It's the Flyers with this. Initially, they're going to do a full-blown rebuild. Over the past couple of years, they've been trying to rebuild on the fly in a way. Like, sure, we're going to rebuild, but we're going to be competitive at the same time. This move, to me, signals that they're in for a, you know, a five-year rebuild. Not going to compete, you know, 2027, 2028 is when they're going to really look to compete again. This is kind of gets uh, gives old John Tortorella a bit of a reprieve, and he can go out into a couple more years saying that it's going to be tough, it's going to be hard. Uh, I don't mind Tortorella, but this, like I said, Tortorella kind of mailed it in at the end of last season, and now he kind of has a free pass to kind of do the same, and he probably gets a, a, a free year from Danny Briere to not do a bunch of winning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why change things up? If you were losing last year, the Flyers clearly don't want to win. They're focused on the minors, focused on drafting. They're going to just kind of ride out the year and hopefully they lose as many games as possible. So why make a coaching change? I don't know how Flyer fans are going to feel about that as, you know, how famous Philadelphia fans are, but that's the unfortunate truth. 
The uh, part of the trade that got me is they got a goalie from the Los Angeles Kings. So now you have a situation where Carter Hart, Katahat, as he's known to uh, hockey fans everywhere around the world, he's got a situation there. He he voiced his displeasure with the way the team was going. He's a young kid, 23, 24 years old. Uh, he probably wants to get out of uh, out of a rebuild situation because he only gets X amount of years to get another contract, right? And so one of those deals, like he might be uh, on the move to a contender uh, sooner rather than later. What's your thoughts on that? I would be shocked if Carter Hart is still on the Philadelphia Flyers next year. Cause you know, yes, he's, has he been this, you know, all time goalie that everyone expected when he was a prospect? No, but he has shown flashes that he can be a reliable goalie, a top 10 goalie. And he's still 24 years old. So who say change of scenery can't, you know, fix that up. I think Edmonton is the most likely landing spot for him. I think that would put them over the top and that's a perfect contender for him to go and play with. A place like Edmonton kind of makes sense. They got two goalies right now with Stuart Skinner and with and with Soupy Campbell there that didn't turn out very well for for Soupy this year and for the Oilers. They they gave him five million bucks. I think they gave Skinner two and a half. So they got two guys at seven and a half million dollars total. Uh, you could see Campbell on a bio situation, and I think Hart uh, might might land himself somewhere there. It would be it would be a great landing spot for a uh, a young Oilers team because Hart uh, to me is better than than Campbell. I he's probably equal to or better than Skinner. And having a guy like Carter Hart getting some confidence because you don't lose your skills so much. It's that uh, eight inches between your ears that you lose there. Exactly. And like if they have, it's probably going to be Skinner. Skinner and Hart would be a great like 1A, 1B situation. I, I kind of compare it to uh, the Rangers when they had uh, Shesterkin, Georgiev. Kind of like that 1A, 1B in a way. Not Maybe not as great because as we all know, Igor is, you know, a top goaltender in the league. But so, you know, Hart one night, you know he's not going to have a massive drop off with Skinner out there. That's a great segue there, uh, Brian. I kind of I was going to roll into the Rangers here, man. You're, you're an old pro at this stuff at your young age. But uh, the New York Rangers, it says in, in your Belly Up bio on bellyupsports.com that you're a diehard Rangers fan. What went wrong with that team this year that was supposed to 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 uh, maybe go to a Stanley Cup final, maybe not win the whole thing, but they set themselves up. You thought they were going to have a better season than they did. Uh, what went wrong with the Rangers this season? They just couldn't figure out, and the, his name is escaping me right now, the, the Devils goaltender when they made the switch. They just looked. Exactly. Who's that guy? Majority. Yeah, exactly. Who is that guy? They just looked lifeless for multiple games in that series. Like even game seven, after the big win in game six in Madison Square Garden, you're like, all right, this team, you know, they're showing life again. And just go out and play a fat goose egg on the ice. Completely no show. Looks like no effort. Igor Shesterkin screaming at everybody on the bench. Like, you don't see goaltenders trying to pipe up the guys, but that's how dire things were for the Rangers. You know, they went out and they made some deals. Uh, they got the Kane at the deadline earlier on. They had they went and got Tarasenko from the Blues. I thought that the, the Kane thing turned out to be a complete, uh, I wouldn't say a disaster. Turns out he has he has some uh, some health issues, everything else, some bones, and yeah, that a lot of hockey here. in those old bones and everything else over the years, and that didn't really amount to nothing. Tarasenko had himself a year, but uh, the way that team ended up, it ended up getting a coach fired. Um it's strange that he would be uh, a coach that with, with as highly touted as he was is uh, gone after one year. Well, it's more of his relationship with Chris Drury. Drury, Gallant, and it's the same problem he had in Florida and in Vegas. Gallant's a very stubborn guy. It's his way or the highway. So Drury would tell him, like, hey, how about you put Lafreniere in the top six? 
give Kako more penalty minutes, you know, power play time. And you would either ignore it completely or do it for one game and be like, oh, it didn't work. Like, I think the biggest example of this is um, the Kravstov. Like, he scratched Kravstov for months. Rui finally was able to convince him. Almost out of spite, Gallant goes, fine, I'll play him. He plays him for one night, and then he goes, based off this one game, that Kravstov's not a third-line guy and scratches him again. Gallant's just – he doesn't, you know – Mesh well with others. He has to. He has to have complete control over the line and won't take, you know, outsiders' uh, in, input. It's uh, it's kind of crazy right now. You're only about three weeks away from free agency starting in the National Hockey League, and you have a situation where the Rangers don't have a coach yet. And uh, even though you're not supposed to sign free agents until after the the. Uh, July 1st uh, opening date. We all know that there's a lot of behind the scenes that goes on throughout uh, the agents getting their players at this and that and looking at and players are looking for places to go uh, with the Rangers not having a coach in place right now. Do you think it's going to be a little bit detrimental to getting top notch free agents once uh, the free agent signing period opens? I think it could because I feel like you would want to know what you're getting yourself into. Like, let's say a player has a bad relationship with, you know, Lafayette, who's favorite for the Rangers right now, or he's heard bad things. That's going to, you know, if he signs with the Rangers, then all of a sudden comes in, he's like, well, why did I do this? He's not going to want to open himself up in a position with a guy he doesn't get along with. So not knowing the coach is like, you know, it's a mystery. Why would I sign a team when this is unknown? Will I get along with this they bring in. Yeah, it's kind of an odd situation that they find themselves there in in New York with not having a head coach. It's a, it's a great market with a team that, that that is close to winning. You wonder why the the NHL. I mean, the NHL. I mean, every every sport does it by, but they recycle these guys year in year out throughout throughout the National Hockey League, and it's just player they put coach here, put coach there, and they hope it works. Yeah. I don't understand why they don't. Some of these teams don't think outside the box a little bit. The Rangers AHL coach Chris Knobloch. January, they were the Wolfpack That's right, yeah. last place in the league. They're in the playoffs, and I forgot what round. But they made a very deep playoff run in the Calder Cup. Why isn't that guy your first guy you're interviewing? He shows you that he can take a team that's, like, completely out of it and put him into a contender. I think that'd be the perfect guy for the Rangers to go after right now instead of one of these retreads. We're joined by Brian German- Germanero, the uh, one of Belly Up Sports writers for BellyUpSports.com. Uh, Brian, the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs that's uh, happening there. The finals are on. Game three goes tonight. It's been a bit of a dud so far. Uh, it hasn't caught on a whole bunch around uh, these parts in a hockey mad part of the world. It, it just two uh, southern southern hockey teams, Sun Belt teams, I guess you could say. It's uh, not non traditional hockey markets. Uh, what's things like out there in the uh, in the eastern United States for the, uh, the 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 Stanley Cup Finals so far? Pretty much the same. No, not not a lot of hype going on around it. Everyone is just kind of written Vegas in as the winner. Kind of what the situation is. They're excited for Vegas, and they care where we are right now. Yeah, it's odd that the uh, like the National Hockey has been trying to expand down there since I think it was nineteen, a little bit before your time in nineteen ninety three when they they got going down there and uh, just with with Tampa and the Florida Panthers. It's the second time the Panthers have been in the finals in their in their long or the thirty year history, so it's not long and illustrious. And then the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights, their second time in the, in the finals in seven years. Um, what's your thoughts on the the Sun Belt expansion? And is it 
Is it good for hockey in the big picture? Yes and no. I feel like it has opened itself up to newer markets. Like Vegas is crazy for the Golden Knights. Tampa has revealed itself to be crazy for the Lightning. Dallas is big on the Stars. But you also have these giant disasters like you have with the Atlanta Thrashers or you have with the uh, Arizona Coyotes right now. Um, the Hurricanes during you know the early 2010s they were really growing in attendance before the winning really started. So it's it has positive. I understand why they want to do it. I just think their hockey is alienating its you know most you know its most diehard fans, Canadians, Northern Americans. Like there's no reason there's a team in uh, Arizona and there's not one in Quebec City. Or if you don't want to go to Canada, Milwaukee, or Portland, who have both said desires to bring in more sports teams. Yeah, it's unbelievable to me that this uh, that they keep get Gary Bettman keeps trying everything else. He just doesn't seem to catch on. And even like, like the Florida Panthers, yeah, they're getting great crowds because, I mean, your team's winning and you're in the Stanley Cup final to win a championship. People are going to go. But you watch a Florida Panthers game in mid-January, there's no one in that building in, in, uh, in Sunrise, Florida. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Them, the Ducks are one that don't really have what, and it's tough for them being in Anaheim and the Kings are right there. But, you know, move the Ducks, move the Panthers, move the uh, Coyotes and um, forgot the other team I said, but move them to these, you know, hockey markets that are begging for hockey teams. Quebec City still has a fully functional NHL arena. A team could be in there tomorrow and be ready to play next week. It's yeah, it's crazy to me that they keep dumping money into that. You, you think that eventually the uh, the owners of uh, other franchises are gonna say, you know what, Gary, enough's enough. We can't keep doing this. It doesn't make a bunch of sense for us. The it just doesn't. Uh, it, it's not growing the game. And it's not. It's not helping. Like you look at like just the ratings. Like you said, the ratings for the Stanley Cup final. I've watched a little bit. Um, I might tune in tonight. And that's the thing. Like uh, being where I am in uh, in Canada here, you uh, it was never imagined. Uh, of if you were turning in, it was what period you were turning to tuning in on, or or where you were going for pregame and everything else, right? So it's uh, it's a thing that hasn't caught on. They're they're too. Uh, I shouldn't say Vegas isn't a sexy a sexy quote unquote team, but uh, it just it's. I think it's a ratings nightmare personally for 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 the networks in, in my opinion. It definitely is a ratings nightmare for for the markets. So ESPN and TNT cannot be happy with how this playoff has gone because you had the incredible first round. And then these, you know, the second and third round and the Stanley Cup Finals have been just blowouts after blowouts. Like, it's, we haven't had a competitive series at all. No, it's, it's it hasn't been been good at all. You, you wonder where where it's going to go from here. And okay, I hope that uh, Florida can get a win out of this and make it somewhat competitive. But did like the way that game the other night turned out, where that was a seven two final, it didn't look like the uh, the whole thing was going to turn turn Florida's. Pe- the, the, was that a? Uh, did you think that was a penalty that on that hit that uh, Kachuk laid laid on Eichel? And I think it was the second the third period. I don't think it was dirty. It was shoulder to shoulder contact. It's a violent game. Big hits like that happen, especially in open ice. You maybe give him a penalty, but it's not a dirty quote unquote hit. No, I thought it was fine, and I think it was anybody else but Kachuk. He probably was got a slap in the wrist, and maybe a two-minute minor, maybe, and that would have been it. But uh, Mr. Kachuk's uh, reputation precedes himself a little bit. That's one of those deals. It's a uh, it's quite... around Eichel's neck too. Like Eichel had the experimental neck surgery that no hockey player has ever received, so that might you know bring up the outrage a little bit more that his head did bounce a little weird on the ice. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's funny the way that all works out. How guys like the, the injury shouldn't uh, match the penalty, but it always kind of does. Brian, we'll do uh, some cheap shots. And we'll get you out of here. How's that sound? That sounds good to me. Here we go. Uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Favorite NHLer growing up? Favorite NHLer growing up? That would have to be Rick Nash. For those Rangers teams, he was a good player, a little bit underrated. Like a, like he just had some injury problems near the end, but he was a really good player. Played some Team Canada gold medal teams over the years. He was a really, really good player, Rick Nash. That's a different answer. You don't, you don't hear very Rick Nat, Rick <laughs> Nash met references out there. Uh, do you like Brad Marchand? Uh, no, I think he's dirty, and I, I also live with a lot of Boston fans in my area, so they tell me how great he is every single day of my life. I cannot wait till you retire so I can stop hearing about it. Uh, two more. Will the Toronto Maple Leafs win a Stanley Cup in the next 10 years? No. I don't think so. I think I think this team is heading. I wrote about it in an article. Yeah. I think the Maple Leafs are heading for maybe not a rebuild, but a retool. They, they fired Kyle Dubas. Well, they parted ways with Kyle Dubas. I think there's going to be some changes in Toronto. On their first playoff series in seven years, I don't see them winning a cup final anytime soon. That whole thing with Dubas, has how he basically said, yeah, I'm not sure how I want this. I think there was a backhanded deal. He knew that he was he had a job lined up oh. with Pittsburgh when it was all mm-hmm. said and done because he had his dream job with with the uh, the Leafs. He didn't see a, a big uh, a, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow when it was all said and done, and he got the president's job with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and that, that that's not a bad job to have. You got you got Crosby at the end of his career with a little bit competitive fire still. You might be able to bring in a piece here, a piece there, and, and make a, a playoff run. You just never know what with Crosby right. and Malkin. It's it's not a bad a bad gig, I don't think. It's but. not a bad job, but like Maple Leafs are one of those jobs you don't leave. Like when you get if you want to be an NHL GM, Maple Leafs always one of the teams you want to be a GM for. Like. You don't, no one's picking the Penguins over the Maple Leafs. No, because the, the, the thing with the Leafs, like I know that the Penguins have that Fenway group behind them to spend some money, but the Leafs, whatever Dubas wanted, he got. Like he wanted more nutritionists, he got that. He wanted more analytics guys, he got that. He could spend on, on whatever, the, the hotels and on, on and on and on. They had the cream of the crop out, out there in Toronto. Um, one more to go. Where would you spend your one day of the Stanley Cup if you were on a cup-winning team, as our tradition goes? Good question. Probably, probably go to bar with it in my local town. What's the name of the place? Beer Gardens. It's yeah. the bar I go to up in Albany. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. Spreading the the, uh, the the fun with the people, everything else. Brian, thanks very much for taking some time out of your day doing this for here at 1420 uh, sportstalk.com and everything else you got going on. What do you got going on? Uh, what's uh, your broadcasting life and your, your writing and everything going on? What do you got going on there in, in Brian's world? Well, I'm going to be writing for hockey here for Belly Up Sports for the rest of the summer. Uh, this fall, I uh, WVCR 88.3 The Saint. Sunday nights, I'll have a radio show called The Back Pages. It's a New York sports-centric show, so it's not just hockey. We do baseball, football, basketball. If you're a New York sports fan, tune in. iHeartRadio, WVCR 88.3. 
I will have to uh, get the the call letters for that and check that out later on, and maybe uh, we'll get get you to listen to that and call in and and because uh, I'm as you can see with the crowd behind me, I'm a bit of a Yankee hugger, so I'm I'm sure you'll have some content for me to listen to there uh, in, in the summertime. Right on, Brian. Thank you very much for doing this. We appreciate it very much here at 1420 Sports World Headquarters and BellyUpSports.com. Keep putting out the great work. Check out all Brian's stuff at, at BellyUpSports.com. He does a hell of a job. He's been there. He's got about eight or yeah, it's all good, really good hockey stuff. If you're there at BellyUpSports. Brian, thank you very much. We'll talk to you again. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get it.